Father, I just thank you for this morning. Father, I just thank you that your presence is here. And Lord, I just pray that you just open our hearts. Father, you just bless us as we just uh, yeah, move further into what you're calling us to. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So this morning what I want to do is uh, I want to continue on. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to John chapter 11. We're, into the second, we're in the second week of a series that we started a couple of weeks ago called The Dynamics of Delay. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about how delay is part of your Christian walk. If you've ever walked with God for, for any time, you'll understand that delay is part of that work. See, and, and listen, seasons of delay can be really, really powerful. And they can be productive times in your life. Or they can be really destructive and derail you if you're not really careful. And, and one of the things that I really want to do is come alongside you and help navigate those seasons of delay. Because the reality is, I think there are many times when we really don't navigate them properly. And in fact, I shared a couple of weeks ago the story of the Israelites and the golden calf. And I also shared the story of Samuel, uh, Saul, who, who moved before Samuel arrived with sacrifice. They didn't manage the delay properly. Both of these situations were, pe- were, were where people didn't trust God and when things felt like they were out of control, when there was a delay, they decided to step in and take hold of things and take matters into their own hands. And I tell you what, that just never works out well. It's never a good plan. And so in the periods of delay, what God is trying to do is he's trying to develop in your life deep trust for him. You see, you know, what happens, we talked about this, when, when the rain is delayed with plants, roots begin to break through rock even and search for the nutrients, search for what they need to keep growing. And so many times in delay, God is trying to deepen the levels of trust in our life through seasons of delay that we'll go deeper into him, take hold of the nutrients, if you like, that are, that are in God. And so what I want to do with you again is is really walk through a little with you because seasons of delay can be so challenging and confusing. So many people get tripped up in delay in their walk with God because the things that get get challenged in God in in our delay, things that get challenged in our our personal beliefs and the things, things can become so confusing in that season. So what I want to do this morning is I want to check out a story, and I want to read quite a few verses. And actually, I'm going to read the whole story to you because I don't want to paraphrase it. It's a story that most of us would know. It's the story of Lazarus. And it's really a story of a great story of delay and what delay looks like and what we encounter or what we get challenged with in seasons of delay. You see, so many times our response from a season of delay and, and what Jesus is asking of us is there's a big gap between that. And so I want to look at how this delay was managed with these people. So if you have your Bibles, John chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. 
When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not under death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that, they, that he was sick, now listen to this, he stayed two more days in the place that he was. Okay, drop down to verse 11. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, will he get well? However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking, that he was taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he'd already been in the tomb, this is Lazarus, for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the woman around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Verse 32, then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down on his feet saying to him, Lord, if you'd been here. She said exactly the same thing. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then we get the shortest verse in the Bible, verse 35, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. I'm going to come back to that. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe in me, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with the grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Great story, isn't it? You know, and it's actually a really great story when we encounter delay. You see, as I said, God is trying to develop deeper levels of trust in your life. We talked about that already. God is trying to develop deeper levels of trust. He's after trust. Trust where you can trust him with all your heart, that you not lean on your understanding, that you acknowledge him in all your ways. He's trying to develop in you a faith or a belief. I mean, he continually refers to that in the story. He says, if you believe, 
If I'm doing this so you will believe. If you would only believe. You see, there is something he is trying to develop in our lives around the area of belief when we encounter delay. Seasons of delay are those times where some of our deepest held beliefs are challenged. Do you know that? Things that we hold dear, things that we believe get challenged in a way that they never get challenged outside of delay. And there's something about that. When things take longer than I think they should, when things don't work out the way I think they should, when th- then things that I believe get so often challenged. And one of the central things of our belief, of our lives that get challenged the most in seasons of delay is the love of God. I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, you, you see it here in the story. I mean, several times in the story it's referred to that, that Mary and Martha and Lazarus, these were people that Jesus loved, it says. He loved them. The crowd knew that he loved them. The community knew that he loved them. But in times of delay, that very thing really gets challenged. Do I really believe that God loves me? And the reason it gets challenged is because I can believe that God loves me. But if that's so, then I have a hard time beginning that he, that that kind of love, the love that God has, would put me in a delay. You see, because what happens is we equate love with comfort and convenience. And we have to recognize us. And we have to be so careful with us. The thought that God loves us is challenged when things are not as easy as we thought. Or when things take longer than we thought. See, trust is being developed, but we begin to think, well, well, maybe God doesn't love me at the level I thought he did. Because would that kind of love really place me in this place of inconvenience or discomfort? And I want to say this right now. God is not as interested in your comfort and convenience as you think he is. You see, we have a thing that, that if God loved me, I would never walk through anything that hard. If God loved me, I'd never be inconvenienced. If God loved me, I would never have discomfort. And folks, it's just not true. You see, his ultimate goal is to grow you. His ultimate goal is to develop a faith and a deep trust inside of you for him. His ultimate goal, goal is not to make you feel comfortable or make you so you won't be inconvenienced. I'm sorry, but that's the reality. See, it's a very Western thought that says love looks like me never being inconvenienced or uncomfortable. God, I know I said you love me and that other people around tell me that you love me. But God, I'm in a situation right now where I'm being challenged, where I'm not quite as sure and it's taken longer and God, you didn't show up. And this has happened, and that's happened. And our love begins to be challenged. That thought, if God is good, maybe he's not quite as good as I thought he was when things get challenged. Again, in seasons of delay, we can either be strengthened or disrupted where the things we begin to believe get teared down. But God is wanting to actually strengthen you in what you believe. He's wanting to strengthen you that he loves you. He's wanting to strengthen in you that he is good. But these things, these little lies begin to come in 
Maybe he isn't as good as I thought he was. Look, look, he, he, he hasn't shown up. And, and things didn't happen as, as, as I thought they should. Or they took longer than I really think they should do. And so lies begin to creep in and take hold of us. Another thing that we, we see very much, and we see this with Mary and Martha, with, with Jesus and this whole thing. He, he, Jesus is having this interaction with them, and he says, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? And they go, yes, Lord. And he says, well, this thing with Lazarus isn't under death. And they're like, Lord, we believe that you are the God of the world. I'm just not sure if you're the God of this situation. Yes, yes, I believe you'll come back one day, and I believe you're the resurrection, but I'm not taking it and putting it in this situation at this time. Do you remember that Sunday school song for those of you who are as old as me? He's got the whole world in his hand. And we say, God, I believe you've got the whole world in your hands. I'm just not sure if you've got my situation in your hands. And you know, it's, it's very interesting. When something goes wrong... Most of us don't become atheists, right? And we don't stop believing in God, obviously. But you know what? I think we often become situational atheists. Yes, I believe you are God of the whole world. I just don't believe you can be God in my situation. And we begin to approach that, li- that problem, that delay, our life situationally, if you like, as if God is not with me. Let me tell you, if he is God, then he is God over this situation. He is God over your situation. He's not just God over some situations. He's not just God over the situations that work out exactly the way I thought they should work or or the timing was exactly like what I expected. He's actually God over the situations that don't work out the way you thought. God is actually the situation over whatever you are facing this morning. And you are not facing that situation apart from him. This is what he's he's trying to say to you. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And and so often we respond, yes, Lord, I I know who you are generally. And that's fantastic. And he's saying, no, no, I'm the God over your situation. I'm the resurrection for you right now. I mean, we we don't go into full um, on atheist mode. But we, you know, not believe in God and all that stuff. But we do, in our heart of hearts, often have doubts about God in my current situation. It's a crazy thing, but in the season of delay, we begin to question: God, do you even care? Do you care? Do you care for me with the pain I'm going through? Because if you cared for me, then you would have the same urgency that I feel. I mean, you think about it, they come running to him, they say, Lazarus is sick. And Jesus is saying, okay, I'll wait two more days. <laughs> it's so amazing, you know, we particularly live in the moment. It's now. When we, in, in so many ways, we live with a sense of urgency, don't we? And so we come to God, and, and if he doesn't move as quickly as we think he should move, we begin to think he doesn't care. 
I come to God with urgency. God, something's not happening yet. My brother's sick. My, my, my dream is here. My, my, this is happening in my life. Whatever it is. And, and God, you're just not there. You're sitting there. Come on, you should be getting up and running around with the urgency I'm feeling. But it really is, this is a big deal. We need to come to grips with it in our Christian life. This is bigger than just delays. It's something you have to come to grips with in your Christian life. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The number of times I've thought of and said, man, God, if your thoughts were just my thoughts and your ways were just my ways, things would go so much better. If the urgency I was feeling you also had, then things would be pretty sweet. But the reality is, it isn't. Because he has a bigger picture. He has a higher perspective. And what happens when we walk through seasons of delay is that we need to know that he's trying to give you a different perspective. He's trying to get you to look up, to, to lift your perspective up. His thoughts are higher than ours. And he sees the long term. He sees the big picture. And we need to understand that. You know, we get so upset when God doesn't step in immediately. God, I need you right now. Come on, God, I need you immediately. And he doesn't, and we get so frustrated. And we begin to think, man, God, you don't even care for me. You know, the the scripture is fascinating to me. Jesus intentionally delayed. It wasn't like he got caught in traffic. You know, okay, I'm sorry, there was a four camel pile up on the roundabout. You know, couldn't make it. It wasn't like that. And this is a confusing part sometimes. God, I come with urgency in my heart. And he delays. And you know what? He intentionally delays. Because he wants us to grow up. He wants to mature us. He sees the big picture. He's got the long term in mind. You know, I I think the one of us who who we understand as parents understand this. I mean, one of the big pressures on on parenting is that we don't when when they yet we don't want our kids to walk through anything hard. You know, almost the goal of that parent is to make sure our kids don't work through anything hard. I mean, we we get to the to the to the point where we're biting our fingernails and, oh, God, oh, oh, oh dear Jesus, please don't let my kid be the last one picked for bull rush. Please, please, please. You know, we live in that kind of, oh, God, I hope our child's not chosen last. I don't want him to be cut from the team. I don't want him to be rejected. I don't want anything ever hard to happen to them. And we can live like that. But as parents, we also know that that's not the best thing for them. And it's not the best thing for you. And if you're in that place... See me after church. <laughs> we know that the only way the child is going to grow up is if there's pushback. That it's, if, if, we, if, there's not, uh, if we don't have those times when, when there is delay, when there is inconvenience, we simply do not grow up. We don't want our children to walk through the hard stuff. But when they walk through the hard stuff, that's when death, depth actually comes into our lives. Learning to connect to God, hearing from God, faith developed deeper. Because see, God has a bigger picture for each one of us. And he comes and he says, I want to develop belief in you. I want you to to believe. 
You know, and you're like, I thought I was believing. Huh? You, you taught me that. You, you said that the sickness wasn't under the death, and I believed you. But I'm looking death in the face right now. I was believing. And he says, yeah, I know. But that belief was for that season and that level. I want to take you to a new level. And one of the things that happens that can get so confusing when we talk about delay is that the Lord is working on stuff in our lives. And we see the problem or the delay in front of us and that's what we're focusing on because that's the issue. But he's carving us. He's moulding us. He's growing us. He's maturing us to be like Jesus. He's developing faith in us. And we can find that really hard. You know, sometimes it feels like we can be going around the same mountain again, or we can be learning the same lesson, but we're not. It's deeper levels of the stuff happening in our lives. And, and, and you know, people get frustrated. I get frustrated sometimes with this. I thought I'd already learnt this. And the reality is you did learn it. But now God wants to develop more in this area. You might have learned it over here, but now he wants to teach it to you over here. And so there's a whole time. And many times in delay, if we don't navigate it properly, we begin to think that he doesn't love us as much. Maybe he's not as good. Maybe he doesn't care. You know, God's saying, no, I really care deeply for you. You know, in fact, this whole story this morning is so profound. And Jesus has just told him that he's going to raise him from the dead. And when he shows up, he sees us weeping and he's grieved himself. He's moved deeply. You see, even in the middle of him knowing that what is best for you to grow you, even in the midst of that, he is sympathetic. He still cares. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, good, a delay, that's going to make you. He cares for you. He sympathizes with you. You know, it says that, I love that scripture where it says, you know, in the valley of death, he prepares a banqueting table. Doesn't say he's going to take you out of the valley of death. But in the valley of death, there is, there is a resource for you to feed upon. He's still connected. He still cares whatever you're going through. And that's the profound part. But if we don't navigate these seasons properly, all these things, these lies can begin to come in. But see, God is wanting to strengthen you and solidify the belief that he loves me. He's wanting to strengthen and solidify the belief that he's good and that he cares. He's wanting to bring clarity even when things are confusing because he wants to develop belief and trust in you. You know, it's interesting in the story we just read, Jesus says, you know, he says, I'm going to wait because the glory of God is going to be revealed through all of us. See, I want you to realize this morning that you're exhibit A to the world. God is, is like putting your life on display. He's saying, I want your life to display the goodness and kindness and love of me, of God, and my faithfulness. Your life is on display so that the goodness and the kindness and the love and the faithfulness of God can be known by all those around you. And sometimes that gets walked out through delay and how we manage delay.
You know, one of the things that so often happens, and uh, it's really what I want to challenge you with today, is that when we go in delay, and we talked a little bit about this two weeks ago, when there's delay, we, we so often step in. And whenever things look a little bit scary or they feel like out of control to us, we do one thing, we begin to try to control it. You see, anywhere that you're bringing control in your life or in any relationship, it's because you're scared. I don't like it. I don't know what's going on. Therefore, I'm going to control it. The Israelites did it. These guys here in the story that we read this morning do it. See, whenever I begin to doubt, whenever I'm not sure he loves me, whenever um, I doubt he's good, then I'm going to control the situation. And I want to say this this morning to you. And, and, and I guess I want to put it this way. This is a phrase I would use. I start putting full stops where he is simply putting commas. You see, we have to be so careful in periods of delays that we do not put a full stop where God has only put a comma. You see, that's why Jesus shows up and says, all right, guys, I'm here. Uh, and I've been telling you what, you what I'm about to do. So remove that stone and let it get done. I mean, this is Jesus. He's just about to raise, 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 raise someone from the dead. He could move that stone. You know why he didn't move that stone? Because he did not put it there. He did not put it there. He's like, hey, I didn't put that stone there. So how about you remove the stone that you put there? Hey, and guess what? Get rid of those um, burial clothes as well that you wrapped them in. I didn't put them in that either. You see, when we encounter times of delay and we don't navigate them well, we begin to do this. We begin to put into tombs the stories that God has not finished with. We begin to put into the tomb dreams that God has not finished with. And our desires and things that don't seem to be working out, we bury them and we put a stone over them. See, we put a full stop and say it's finished. And God says, why do you do that? It was only a comma. There's more yet to come. God, I'm pretty confused right now. I thought you said it wasn't under death, but obviously it is. And I'm going to put it away. I'm, I'm facing disappointment. I'm facing hopelessness. I'm facing discouragement. And there's so much pain. I'm just going to put it away and move on. And God turns and he stirs our heart. And he says, hey, I didn't want you to put that thing in the grave. I haven't done with it. But God, I waited for two days. And I'm pretty sure you sat there intentionally and didn't do anything. If you'd been here, it would have been okay. We would have solved this problem. I'm sure that's a sign that it was meant to be dead. And God says, no. No. It was never intended, my intention, to let it die. things that you put away and somehow said, I was done with it. The story is over. God says it's time to move the stone. And so often we don't want to because it's too painful. And we hesitate. And we get to that point where we think, Lord, I just don't want to keep moving on. I'm in the season of discouragement, the season of confusion, the season of disappointment, and, and it's so painful. And God says, I know, I know. 
but I want us to revisit it. I want you and me to revisit it. And we're going to go through it again. And this time I'm going to give you a little different perspective on what I'm wanting to do. I don't want you to put stones over things I never put stones over. See, don't put a full stop where I haven't put a full stop. And we're really good at this. We're good at putting full stops where God never put a full stop. We're like, God, I'm not quite sure what you're doing, but it must be dead. And God turns up and says, no. It requires us to move forward. It requires us to be in that place where we say, all right, God. There are these things in the seasons of delay that didn't work out like I thought they would. You didn't come as quickly as I thought you would. You didn't answer in the way I thought you would. I'm almost positive you said that this thing wouldn't die, but I'm looking at it and I've put it away. And God comes and says, come with me. I want to move that stone and I want to breathe life back into that tree, into that desire, into that situation. And see, what I think God is going to do over the next few weeks as we keep talking, I'm going to talk about this for probably two more weeks. I think God is starting, is going to start talking to you and stirring you afresh. And going to to take some courage. It's going to take some courage to start walking back towards some of the stuff that you've allowed to die, that you've put a stone over. Because it was painful and it is hurtful. But you know what? God is with you. And he does care. That's what the whole worship was about this morning. They didn't know what to, if you think about it, it was about I'm with you. I'm inviting you in. And he wants to take us into deeper levels of understanding of his love. The, the deeper seasons of, of understanding of his goodness and his faithfulness. He wants to give us deeper belief, a deeper faith, a deeper trust. And these are all available to each one of us. Or can we can just say, nope, the stone's over it. I'm done with it and move on. But there is an invitation for every single one of us to to go into a deeper level with him. In his goodness and his grace, he says, here I am. Move that stone. I'm going to breathe life into that thing. And when I do, you'll need to remove the grave clothes as well. And I don't know what that is in your life. But I do know this. Many of us just, you know, and this is not a condemnation, it's an observation. Many of us have not navigated seasons, the seasons of delay properly. We've put them in the grave. And, you know, but the Lord is going to revive them, I believe, afresh. And I guess the question we need is, what area of my life have I given up on? Because, you know, there are so many areas in our lives that we've given up on that God hasn't. It feels hopeless. It feels too hard. And sometimes we lose confidence in us. We don't think we're going to make it, so we put it in the grave and think God is done with it. And we tie a nice little neat bow on it. It looks pretty. We put it in a tomb, put a rock over it, and then we move on. And God turns to us and says, excuse me, what that rock doing? Oh, God, I didn't think you were going to show up. If you hadn't been delayed, you could have done something about it. Don't blame me for that stone, God. You were late, not me. And he's just saying, take the stone away. 
I think that for the, there's a season for many of us right now to take the stone away. Don't give up on stuff. Don't give up on the stories he's given you. Don't give up on the dreams that he hasn't given up on. Don't give up on situations. Don't give up on people. Don't give up. He hasn't. Keep going. He wants to teach you something. He wants you to grow. He wants to build a faith inside of you. He wants to give you hope. Amen. Let's stand, please. You know, we all have our own situation that you have to pull this into. We all have stuff. You know, and really the question for each one of us is, what are the stuff that has happened because of the delay in my life? Maybe things that have sneaked in. Maybe God, you know, those, those little lies that have come in that may even be holding you back. That Look, sometimes they start with a season of delay, but then there are little seeds and they germinate and they grow and they increase. They start from that idea of just being, you know, in that time of delay, does God really love me? He didn't show up. But once the seed's planted in our hearts, it's, it germinates into other areas of our lives. We begin to find that place that we begin to question, does he really love me? Does he really care? Maybe he's not as good as, as, as everyone else talks to. Maybe he's not as good for me. And I think one of those areas that is often associated with it is also shame. Things I've done in the past, yeah, well, I, I can never be in that place of receiving like everybody else does in this church because I did this or that. And if only you knew, God's embarrassed by me. God's not embarrassed by any one of us. He gave us His Son. That's a level of love for you personally. He's not. You know, and you may be here this morning and think there's this place where, actually, as you've been speaking, Trent, there is areas where I've allowed confusion to set in. I just have not been sure about what's going on in my life. And rather than pushing in and saying to God, help me, I refuse, I determine to, to, to give up on that which you've put in my heart. I've just stopped. It's just all been too hard and I've put a full stop. I've put a stone over it. And, you know, we've got to that place where it wasn't easy. But God's calling us afresh to push in. And it does take courage and it can be hard. I know that. But it's worth fighting for this thing that God wants to release in your life. Why don't you put your hand on your heart? I'm just going to pray. Father, whatever situation people are going through, whatever scenario they may be in, Whatever, whatever season delay they're ever walking through or walked through in the past, God, I pray in those seasons our faith will be strengthened. Those seasons our belief will go deeper than it's ever gone. That we would really see the glory of God. Lord, that you would reveal yourself to each one of us in new ways over the next few weeks. Father, forgive us for putting stones over things that you didn't put stones over for putting things in the grave that you didn't put in the grave. Lord, we don't want to just believe in you. 
We don't want to believe that you're just God of, of, of everything, but we want to believe that you're God of this situation. You're not just God, you're God of this situation. There is nothing we face that you're not Lord of. And it can be confusing sometimes, And but Lord, we come to you. And Lord, we just place it afresh to you this morning. Lord, we want to see things from your perspective. You're good and you're kind and you're full of love. And you relate to us even in the midst of pain and delay. And we want to see it from your perspective, Lord. Lord, I admit today that when, when I feel this urgency and panic, that, that you're not moved to move the way I think you should. And Lord, I pray that you would just continue to minister into our hearts. Lord, I pray today that we would be a church where stones are rolled away and the dreams come back to life, the people come back to life. Things that we've walked away from, we, we, we turn and begin to now walk towards them, Lord. And right now today, I just want to speak courage over every single person here. I want to just release a, 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 a spirit of courage in the name of Jesus afresh over us this week. Just want to release it right now. You know, and I want to encourage you to process this stuff and work it through and say, God, are there areas of my life that I've just closed down? You know, it may not even be about delay. You know, I really believe there is stuff with delay, but sometimes there's just areas that in the point we've had disappointments and we've kind of put them away in a cupboard or put them away in a stone, put a stone over them and walked away from them. And, and we've actually closed down areas of our lives and God's wanting to open them afresh again today. And I pray that, Lord, I just pray that you just open our hearts afresh. Lord, just open our hearts afresh to receive and flow in your goodness. Father, that there's a spirit of hope here today, and I release that over every single person here. Father, there's a, a spirit of the peace of God manifesting, and I release that. Father, I thank you for your presence here this morning. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the freedom. Lord, I break off in the name of Jesus shackles of the past that have held us down, shackles of wrong beliefs, of lies that have held us. I break their power this morning in the name of Jesus, and I speak freedom. Lord, I speak that every single person this week would would step into a new level of freedom and empowerment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.